actually just a couple months ago, we made a huge change on the app. We used to ask questions on the app and since then, We've removed the questions because we found sometimes people are kind of already answering those questions that we had asked in their resume. So it's like, why are you doubling up on the work? Again, making it that much more easy for you to find work. So for us, it was really starting in Toronto, uh, really getting it out there. We would go to school, do classroom presentations, and really just like cold calling, emailing, doing whatever we could to get in front of an employer and and get them posting jobs on our platform. My name is Stephanie and I am the co-founder of Swab. This is Code Story, the podcast bringing you interviews with tech visionaries who share in the critical moments of what it takes to change an industry and build and lead a team that has your back. I'm your host, Noah Lampart. And today, how Stephanie Florio took her brother's experience with dating apps and created a swipeable job search platform. All this and more on Code Story. Stephanie Florio's journey to tech started in the world of advertising. She always knew that she wanted to be an entrepreneur, but didn't really know what it was she wanted to do. Outside of tech, she has a young family. In fact, when recording this episode, she was nearing the due date for her second child. For fun, she loves to go out for dinner and hang out with her friends and family. Pasta and pizza are the favorites, but she is open to trying new things. As mentioned, Stephanie didn't know what sort of business she wanted to start. That was until her brother got frustrated with looking for a job. And together, they figured out there must be another way. They did some research and used their knowledge of popular dating apps to create a simple, swipeable platform. This is the creation story of Swab. It was really through my brother's frustration that we saw a real need for it. Um, And so how, how the app and how our website works is basically a job seeker will download Swab. It's completely free in the App Store and the Google Play. What they'll do is they'll download it. Uh, And then from there, enter their location. And after that, jobs will appear. And if they do not want to apply to a job, they would swipe left. And if they do want to apply to a job, they would swipe right. And once they swipe right, there's a little screen that will uh, pop up that will prompt them to put in their uh, email, resume, and phone number. And then once you do that once, you're able to use that same resume throughout the platform or throughout your job search, sorry. So when you swipe right, that comes up, you put in your resume and you have officially applied to a job. So again, if you don't want to apply, you swipe left. If you do want to apply, you swipe right. And a lot of times what we really found is swiping left and right. Yeah, okay, it's fun. It's similar to Tinder, but it's something that so many people understand and get in today's world. Um, Sometimes people will see our shirts, for example, and say, oh, is this like the Tinder for jobs? And when we have, so our tagline is swipe to find a job. And how we came up with Swab, the actual name, is the SW in swipe and the OB in job. So we combine the two and it's swipe and job combined. Because a lot of times we'll get questions, especially now uh, in the pandemic or hopefully post-pandemic, that 
They're like, does it have anything to do with the nose swab? It's like, absolutely not. Uh, this is completely different. Um, so for us, it's really, that's kind of how we even came up with the name. And we, our goal is really to make it simple and easy for people to understand. So eliminating that step of kind of walking around a mall, not knowing who's hiring, spending a Saturday, Sunday afternoon, wasting your time, handing in your resume, which you hope an employer is going to keep and not kind of rip up and throw in the garbage. So for us, our goal is to really show candidates, you know, these are the jobs available in your area and you can look for a job with a simple swipe and a functionality that you're already used to. And for the employer side, uh, we built our website with actually the feedback from the HR department at McDonald's. And we really just wanted to know, you know, what is it that you're looking for? What would you like to see in a job board? How can we make our job board more unique and more appealing than all the job boards that are out there? So we spent a year uh, developing the website to just make sure that we're taking that feedback in and creating features that are based on employer feedback. And actually all of our features have come from employer feedback. So again, just making something that is simple and easy. It should not be complicated, especially for an entry level role to find a job and find candidates. So for us, we're really making that introduction between the employer and the candidate. Well, let's dive into the MVP. So that first version of the product you built, how long did it take to build? And you know, what sort of tools did you use to bring it to life? Um, Alex and I have both a marketing and advertising background and tech is a completely new language for us. And we really thought, okay, we had an idea. We know that your user experience is everything. Even just coming from the advertising world, um, if you're using something and it's too complicated, you're not going to want to use it again. So we really took the time to make sure that we were creating something super simple and easy. So we actually ended up working with a prototype agency. And what we did was when we were developing the app, uh, we worked with the prototype agency and we held a ton of focus groups uh, to really understand, you know, if I gave you this app today, would you know how to use it? Do I need to sit there and explain it to you? Like we just really wanted to see the feedback that we got. And, and even if, Hey, is this something that's, that's needed in the market? Will people even want to use it? And what we found was the feedback we got was so positive. Um, again, our goal is making it simple. Like if I understand it, you should be able to understand it. And we had heard things from our focus groups like, oh, this is amazing. Can I download this now? Is it available now? Uh, when is it launched? And it's like, okay, I think we're onto something here. And everybody, which it was incredible, everybody understood how to use the app. And especially in the kind of prototype phase, that's where we really wanted to listen to feedback, make any changes. We kind of drew out how we wanted the user experience to be, but we really worked with a prototype agency um, and worked very closely with them on creating the first version of Swab and really testing it out to see if, if this was something that was um, easy and also needed in the market. And, and like I said, the feedback, the feedback we got was so positive. And that's when we knew, like, 
we need to pursue this and and we haven't looked back let's dive in a little bit to you know the decisions and trade-offs you had to make in the early days with that mvp right so you know you you validated the idea you got your your feedback and then you set off to build the product how did you determine where you were going to start and what you had to hold back from building or including in in building that first version so for us it was really just kind of getting it out there um so we're based in toronto and we thought okay let's let's start going to different colleges different universities speaking to students uh really start speaking to employers and kind of dividing our time and seeing how we could get this out there and also um making sure that we're we're focused in an area and and really understanding once we launch you know what do people want to see and ever since we launched like we've made so many changes on the app uh we've made so many changes on our website and just updates because we're constantly listening to feedback and i think that that's something that really makes us um a strong company and unique is the fact that we're always open to feedback sometimes people take feedback as something negative and we really we don't like take it as something positive to grow your business um we've made actually just a couple months ago we made a huge change on the app we used to ask questions on the app and since then we've removed the questions because we found that sometimes people are kind of already answering those questions that we had asked in their resume so it's like why are you doubling up on the work again making it that much more easy for you to find work Um so for us it was really starting in Toronto uh really getting it out there we would go to school do do classroom presentations uh we're very heavily on social media and really just like cold calling emailing doing whatever we could to get in front of an employer and and get them posting jobs on our platform to really understand um how is the connection going to be between the employer and the job seeker From that point right you start to gain some traction right you've got a working product how did you progress the product how did you how did you build your roadmap and and i think what i'm interested in there is is how you decided okay this is the next most important thing to build i think for us it was listening to feedback and if it was something that was coming up more than once then yeah that's definitely something that you should pay attention to. Um you can have people giving you feedback non-stop and we had people giving us feedback all the time because yeah, we're very open to it, but in the end as a founder, you need to kind of um see what is going to be right for your business. And if something was coming up more than once, then we would definitely focus on that. Uh so that's kind of how we made our decisions where it's like, okay, you know what? This is kind of this is a piece of feedback that we've heard a few times. Um maybe it's something we should pay attention to and really implement into the platform. So for example, when we first started, um we we never asked for a resume to be on the app and when we launched we you know met with employers and they thought that the questions we had were enough for them to kind of call someone in for an interview and when the app launched they realized and said you know what i think we want to see a resume or something else that can give us some more information on the candidate and we implemented where you upload your resume 
constantly listening and, and making those changes. And it was something that came up uh, between a few employers and, and we, we made that change. Um, so that's, that's kind of how we made our decisions was, um, is this number one going to be beneficial for the employer and the job seeker? Um, will it result in a faster hire in them getting an interview? Is it something that we heard more than once? In the end, we're, we're building a platform for other people to use. Um, and like I said, if, if it's not something that is meeting their needs or if it's complicated, then why would they turn to us? There are so many job boards out there. So we really need to make sure that we are staying on top of what our employers and job seekers are looking for. So how did you go about building your team? And what did you look for in those people to indicate that they are the winning horses to join you? So when we were building our team, uh, we're still a small team, but it's really what I like to look at is somebody who, um, I'm not looking for really the smartest person, I'll be honest. I'm not even the smartest person, but I'm looking for somebody with drive, with passion, um, somebody who's a quick learner and not afraid to answer or ask questions. Uh, so for me, I always try to look for somebody who is coachable, uh, somebody who's willing to learn, and somebody who has the same passion for the company. You know, obviously being a founder, I'm going to have a different kind of passion. Like this is my, uh, my I like to say this is my first baby. And <laughs> it's, it's incredible to see and build. And I know that that's something that really only Alex and I feel. Um, but I'm looking for somebody who is eager to to learn, who wants to drive the company forward and joining in on a on a startup uh, is really cool because they get to be a part of the decision making process as well. So that's kind of what I look for. Um, and of course, if I'm if I'm hiring somebody, so like a developer, for example, I want them to be the expert in their field. Um, I'm, that's not my area of expertise. So I'm looking for somebody who's smarter in that than I am and who can teach me things. Um, I'm not looking for someone to, to not give their input. Like I, I want that feedback. I want that, not that challenge, but if they feel that something should be done differently, like let me know, let's brainstorm, tell me your ideas. Uh, so it's all about kind of hiring someone who's a bit smarter than you or has that more uh, area of expertise in that certain area that you could really benefit from if you're not if you're not too familiar with that area. So let's flip to scalability then. So you know, scalability can be technology, or it can be people, it can be process. So I'll, you take it where you want to take it. But did you build this to scale efficiently from day one, or are you fighting this as you grow and, and gain traction? I would say it's kind of a mix of both because of course we're building it to scale um, and that's that's what we want to do is it's especially being an online company like really we could take this anywhere um, but the thing is we're also learning as we're going as well so for us it's kind of we yes are building it to scale but if something happens in that roadmap we learn from it and we can pivot, um, especially even given the pandemic. Uh, when the pandemic hit, we had so many. So, of course, we kind of target a younger audience who's looking for those those kind of entry level roles that they're working like a Saturday night, for example. 
But since the pandemic, we've seen a more mature audience using the platform. And something we've always wanted to build was um, like a web-based version of Swab where candidates can go onto our website and apply through jobs there. And that was something that was on our roadmap, but given the pandemic and just seeing the audience using the app, we thought, well, why, why not start this now? Uh, so it was a great time for us. And now candidates who might not be, you know, the most tech savvy, they might not have the most updated phone, they can use our website to look for jobs as well. So again, just making it that much more easy for them to find work. Um, so it's, I would say for your question, it's kind of a mix of both where 100% we're here to scale and grow our business and really make it a household name. But at the same time, if there are things that we're learning in the industry um, that have happened in the industry that can help our tool become that much more efficient for others to use, then of course we're going we're gonna to take that and, and run with it. Well, as you step out on the balcony, and you look across all that you've built, what are you most proud of? Well, of course, just having an idea and seeing it come to life and hearing an employer tell us, hey, I hired, I, we actually recently had our fastest hire and it was two days. An employer posted a job and within two days they made a hire. And something, like a feeling like, thank you, thank you. A feeling like that, like having an idea, seeing it on paper and how we first kind of talked about it. And even when Alex kind of talked about it, it was cool, but doing all the research and, and like just hearing that, I will never get tired of hearing, I got a job through Swab or I was able to hire through Swab. Like it's an, it's an incredible feeling because you have an idea and when it actually comes to life and is really helping people um, find work is is an incredible feeling. So, of course, I'm really proud of what we've built, but that's when I'm most proud is hearing that someone is able to find work and 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 able to you or was able to use the platform to find work. Let's flip the script a little bit. Tell me about a mistake you made and how you and your team responded to it. Something that I've I've recently kind of figured out is um, I used to. Fear, I would say failure and fear mistakes because you always think like I just have to do it right or this isn't gonna work but being an entrepreneur they it is really true when they say it is a journey and you make a ton of mistakes and that is fine and I've really accepted the fact that with those mistakes come an incredible lesson learned um, so one of the biggest mistakes we've made is even when we were starting out um, Budgets were tight and we thought, okay, let's just advertise anywhere and everywhere. And one of the biggest mistakes was um, we were we were really just trying to get our name out there, but not understanding where our target audience might be. So we did a, like for example, one of the mistakes is we did a ton of radio ads and radio ads are not cheap. And we got nothing in return from doing that but in our minds it was like oh my god it's radio like this is gonna be amazing it's gonna be out there like but I think yes radio ads definitely work for certain products um, I would say for a tech product like ours if you don't have 
a cell phone or a computer in front of you while you're listening to it. Like it's just so much easier to do digital and online. So it captures your attention all at once. It's a click because the radio ads were something that was an expensive mistake that we we really thought it was going to be great. And unfortunately, it, it did not work out. Um, so I would say take the time to do your research properly um and that's kind of where we lacked it was like okay it's ready like let's go and put this out there and and we spent quite a bit of money doing that and it was like i said an expensive mistake this will be fun to ask what what does the future look like for your product and for your team for sure the future is continuing to expand uh we recently so being a canadian company we have always, 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 always had on our list entering the U.S. And I'm happy to say that we are officially available in Texas. It is actually our first state that we've expanded to. And so our goal is really to um, expand throughout the United States uh, and just continue expansion and really make Swab a household name. So it's really, yes, about the employers, but also about the job seekers, like letting people know this is another platform you can use to look for um, specific roles. And that's really kind of what makes us more unique than other job boards is, is our focus. So if you're, you know, we always like to say, if you're looking for something a bit more professional, like that's not us, go to LinkedIn. Uh, but if you're looking for something that's um, like an hourly wage type role, we're here. We're here to help you. We're here to support you. And that's really our mission from the start is an easy platform to look for work. Let's switch to you, Stephanie. Who influences the way that you work? Name a person you look up to and why. I would say there's quite a few people who I who I look up to, but I would say I, I love like reading and, and listening to like entrepreneur podcasts um, and just understanding that this journey could be lonely, but if you want to continue to grow your business, like you just got to push forward. And there's times when I'm getting, you know, a hundred no's, but then there's times where it's like, I get that one yes. And it, it's an incredible feeling. Um, so I think for me, somebody who I really look up to is um, Sarah Blakely. She is the founder of Spanx. And I absolutely just, I, I love her as an entrepreneur because for me, she was actually the one who helped me shift my idea of failure. Um, she would embrace failure and it's it was a way for her to learn. And, you know, it's, it's very hard as an entrepreneur to really embrace when you fail something like the highs are high and the lows are low. Um, so she kind of really helped me with that. Um, and even just like being on this journey with Alex as well, like we both have days where it's like, okay, this is insane, like great days. And then you have bad days. Like it is, it is definitely a journey, but, um, just seeing how other entrepreneurs just kind of pushed forward and kept going like like i i, I don't know our, our goal really is to just continue to make this a household name and honestly like i will not stop until that's done and for us it's it's really um or for me it's really i think i look up to sarah blakely for sure um somebody else who i look up to is um 
I would say definitely Richard Branson. Um, in, I don't know if you know this, but in 2018, we were actually named the first ever Canadian company to win his Pitch to Rich contest. And out of thousands of entries, yeah, thank you, out of thousands of entries across Canada, he personally selected Swab. So starting off as an entrepreneur and thinking like, so is this a good idea? I don't know. <laughs> but having somebody like Richard Branson validate your idea was incredible. And just kind of his his work ethic where he is very um, willing to take a risk. I, I think that is incredible and, and I look up to that so much because if one of the sayings that I personally really live by is if you never try, you'll never know. So it could be a failure for sure, but it could also be a great success. So try it and, and go for it. Well, we talked about a mistake earlier, but a little bit different spin. If you could go back to the beginning, what would you do differently? Or where would you consider taking a different approach? There's a couple of things that I would definitely do different. Um, now being where we're at, you know, you, you do look back and think like, what else could I have done? And I think for us, um, we may have expanded at times into areas a little too quickly. Um, I would say if you are focused in an area, really hone in and focus in that area. Don't try to take on too much, especially when you are a smaller team. Um, it's better to kill it in an area than to try to take on multiple areas and, and just really take on a beast. Um, so that's something that I would kind of say to myself is like, take a second and slow down a little bit. Um, and just realize like you will continue to grow. Um, but I would definitely try to, if I could go back, I would try to focus more in areas versus trying to, to take, a, take it all on. Well, well, last question, Stephanie. So you're getting on a plane and you're sitting next to a young entrepreneur who's built the next big thing. They're jazzed about it. They can't wait to show it off to the world. They can't wait to show it off to you right there on the plane. What advice do you give that person, having gone down this road a bit? Uh, definitely, if you are passionate, go for it. Continue to go for it. Um, something else I would say is, of course, the line that I live by. Uh, if you never try, you'll never know. So if it is something that is the next biggest thing and it's groundbreaking and you're so proud of it, keep going. Like, try it out. Um, and try different things, whether it's like, I'm going to try and add on Google or I'm going to try and add on Instagram, for example. Um, keep it going and, and tr put yourself out there because you don't know who you're going to meet as well. Uh, networking is, is huge and really getting your product or service out there is, is really what you want and you want that feedback. But uh, I would tell them, you know, keep going. If, if you never try, you'll never know. That's great advice. Well, Stephanie, thank you for being on the show today. Thank you for telling the creation story of Swab. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And this concludes another chapter of Code Story. Code Story is hosted and produced by Noah Laphart. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the podcasting app of your choice. Support the show on patreon.com slash code story for just five to ten bucks a month. And when you get a chance, leave us a review. Both things help us out tremendously.
and thanks again for listening. Saving money on exterior wall lights. Now at Menards. Find your style with Patriot Lighting. Exterior lights enhance the look of your home. Choose from over 50 options from Patriot Lighting. Now through May 19th, get $10 instant savings on a single qualifying purchase of $100 or more on in-stock outdoor wall lights. Check out our entire selection of outdoor lights and see the rest of our deals happening now on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards.